There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh. We're certainly thankful for each of you that are listening. Thank for those of you that tune in, those of you using this for family devotions. And I want to welcome all of our newer listeners, those who haven't been listening real long. We're certainly thankful for each of you. Folks have contacted us, told us they're tuning in, and we certainly appreciate that. We will be local the next four Sundays. We will be within an hour and a half drive uh, so we can go back and forth. Don't have to spend the night anywhere. We certainly are thankful for that. And we'll be over in East Broad Top City uh, this Sunday over in Dublin Mills the following in Mont Alto Bible Baptist Church. And uh, as the Lord sees fit to move and say sees fit to place us out there, but until then, we are going to be at home. How we do thank the Lord for that. I'm going to use the message I preached this last week at the Black Creek Baptist Church on Sunday morning. I've just run out of time. Didn't really have time to focus to study. I don't want to just throw out there an ill-fated product because of my lack of study. So I'm going to use the message I preached this Sunday. This is going to be part two of that message. And so we certainly thank the Lord for each of you listening. Would you listen as we continue? What's the man in this church? No time to pump him up. I looked at a man in this church and the power of God preached for three and a half hours. A man that's enfeebled, a man that's broken down, a man that by all common sense shouldn't be able to stand in the pulpit for an hour and a half, let alone for three and a half hours and preach. And there's some that despised what he said. There's some that despised what they call the antics. What they call the show. I want you all to listen real clear. Those of you that are here, that man couldn't have stood here for three and a half hours if there weren't men behind him praying for him in agony more. God came by and you missed it. Power of God fell and people missed it. The Holy Ghost was speaking to people and all they could see was a man waving his arms and raising his voice. A man covered with tattoos. Ugly. Goofy. Nice family, ugly, goofy. Do you know what a dog would have seen in that service? A man waving his arm, raising his voice. Ugly, goofy. That's what a dog would have seen. How do you get a dog to listen? Sit! What does that dog see? Do dogs speak English? Don't you dog lovers dare tell me they do. <laughs> you know what that dog sees? He sees that hand motion. He sees that authority, leader of the pack. And he hears that verbal command. And he can't see anything else. That's why in the Word of God, he said, without our dogs. I brought you the word of God, and all you saw was the inflection of the voice, the raising of the voice, the loudness of the volume, the motion of the hands. That's all you saw. 
And the man told me, so I got this first hand from a man who got a second hand from another man who got a first hand. So it's pretty much the gospel. <laughs> now the reality is I know the man who said it. And this is what he said. Somebody asked him, how was service Thursday night? He said it was too loud. Not for me. Go to a ball game? Come on now. Why are they cheering? I mean, if, if a Buffalo team would ever win anything, you'd be up there cheering. <laughs> Amen. That's why you go to high school games, this team might win. Doesn't bother you one bit. Not in church. You know what a dog sees? A man waving his arms, being loud. And just in case you're wondering about that, when a man runs around and waves his arms, some dogs get real excited too. Don't make you spiritual. Don't you shout, run the aisles, wave your arms. Doesn't make you spiritual. Some dogs get excited. Man of God stands and preaches. He tells them what the scripture says. This is the law and the prophets. And what they they shook their heads said, no, that's not. Stephen stood on that day and he preached to them. He preached them Jesus Christ resurrected according to the scriptures. The scriptures they've had every Sabbath day read to them. Every Sabbath day they've studied them. They've gone down with some of the most educated men. The best of the best. The smartest of the smart. Every Sabbath day they listen to them preach. And they leave every Sabbath day. They say they're edified. They say, oh, I love it. I love what goes on. I love how that man speaks. I love what he tells us. But then when the Holy Ghost begins to speak, they deny the Word of God. You know why they were cut to the heart? This is what men say. Preaching shouldn't hurt me. Well, if you were right with God, it wouldn't. That's right. I've been there when preachers were cutting people to ribbons. And I've been right with God. And I just say, amen. That's right. Glory. Amen. Woo. Miss me on that one. Woo. Glory. Hallelujah. You know when it hurts? When God's trying to get you. That word penetrates into the joints and the marrow. He said the joints and the marrow. You're listening? Where is that? That's on the inside of you. And it hurts. Don't raise your hand. Do you ever go down there and get any shots? They've got to put in. There's all manner of steroid shots and things now. But they've got to get in that joint. Try to get, reduce the inflammation. Try to help the cartilage. Try to relieve tendonitis. They go down there and get shots in the joints. What do they do? They try to get in the joints and the marrow. And I know people that go, they, that's prayer request, please pray, I'm going to pass out when they give me that shot. Why? Because it hurts. And it's a temporary relief, but they'll go down and do that, but they won't take the word of God. They won't let it penetrate the joints, the marrow of their bone without screaming bloody murder. Yeah. How dare he say that? How dare he act like that? How dare those guys get up there and egg that man on? That's just foolishness. Yes, it is. The foolishness that God has ordained. And the dog sits there and stares. He says, what's going on? He knows when to stand up because they tell him to. 
He knows when to sit down because they tell him to. He may know how to teach a class, may know how to take up an offering. He may know how to clean the church. He can do what he's told to do. But what he cannot do is reconcile the word of God in a dead heart. And I fear there's a lot of folks that miss it. The man in question that I spake of, and I say it very tenderly, because it's a very trepidatious situation. All he heard was noise. All he heard was loudness. All he could hear was the beating of the drums. All he could hear is the fireworks. But did you ever complain about his lawnmower engine being loud? Did you ever complain about the sports team being loud? What do you see? And a lady recently made a statement to me just gushy over my preaching. Gushy. Please don't do that to me. Oh, I take it. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, it's wonderful. Yes, I know. Just don't come back the next night. She came back the next night. She didn't come back the last night. All of a sudden, the gushing ceased. All of a sudden, the gushing stopped. All of a sudden, all the gush. All of a sudden, uh-oh. This sweet, wonderful man that reminds you of Billy Graham got in the pulpit and said something I didn't like. Now, you ought to know that about me, but I've had probably 15 people over the years say, you remind me of a young Billy Graham. But then the second night, they usually don't say that. <laughs> Yesterday afternoon, they definitely wouldn't have said that. Why? There's a pattern they're looking for. There's a pattern they've been taught that this is a man of God. This is how a man of God is supposed to act. This is how a man of God is supposed to preach. You know, they go to the Bible college. They teach them how to point, how to use hand motions. And, you know, and they get up there. And, they, and you see, they've got the hand in the pocket. And they point. You never take your jacket off, by the way. You never sweat. You never wipe your face with a hanky. You know, all those. You just don't do any of that stuff. And they teach the preach out of the guys if they do have it. And everybody goes, that's what a man of God is supposed to be. I mean, that's what a man of God... I listen to them on the radio. And you can tell them the radio they're going like this and going like this. You know, if that God is trained to preachers that went like this. What did you get out of it? When he said in another psalm in verse 35, that's not something unholy when to see corruption for David after you served his own generation... By the will of God. What did David do? He served his own generation, even those that despised him. You say, David was a great man. Everybody loved David. Except those that rose up against him. And those that tried to slay him. And those that cursed him. And those that threw dust at him. And those that tried to overthrow his throne. And his own son that turned against him and betrayed him. His own counselor, who counsels one of the oracles of God that betrayed him. They couldn't see what David was. They didn't, couldn't see that David was a man of God's own heart. They didn't see David's prophecies. All they heard was noise. Oh, we love when he plays his harp. It's so melodic. Oh, we just love his singing. Oh, he's just a wonderful singer. 
What was he singing? I can't, I can't sing anyway, especially not now. Lord, you ever heard Handel's Messiah? At least Handel got it right, and his Baptist preachers can't get it right. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. That's what David was singing. And he'd get up in front of the youth choir and say, all right, young people. All right, now, listen. Everybody get their parts. Now, listen, on the second part. Neither wilt thou suffer. I can't do it. Thy holy one to see corruption. And they all went, oh, that's beautiful, Cindy. <laughs> but he was talking about Jesus Christ. He was prophesying. He was telling them of the sufferings of Christ. But then he was telling them the glory that was going to follow, that his soul would not be left in hell. His holy one would not see corruption. And they heard the music. And they heard the singing. And they heard the harps. And they said, look at this wonderful congregation singing. But they couldn't see the God of the singing. And that sweet psalmist of Israel, it wasn't about his songs. It was about his message. When he commanded Asaph to prophesy, prophesy with those high symbols. How do you do that? Somebody explain that to me. Well, I'll show you. Let's go to, Michael, what do you think? Psalm 77? Go to Psalm 77. You want to talk about melodic? To the chief musician, the Jejuthun, a psalm of Asaph, David has commanded him to prophesy. He's commanded to prophesy on the high symbols. What does that mean? Those tinny sounding, resonant, probably brass, most likely, symbols, and he's clanging them. He's, I, I don't think he's beating with a stick. I think he's just clanging them. And it wasn't a multiple symbol. It wasn't one of the hip boppers, as Brother Herbert called them. But he's prophesying on the symbols, and they're singing along. What is he singing? I cried unto God with my voice, even unto God with my voice, and he gave ear unto me. We talked about that all week in Psalm 18. His cry came before him into his holy temple, even into his ear. And they said, oh, what a beautiful song. And you know what we say in hindsight, oh, what a beautiful Savior. It's the message of the song. It's not how they sang it. Or when they sang it. It's who it's sung about. Amen. And you don't want to miss that. He goes on, he says, In the day of my trouble I sought the Lord. My sore ran in the night and ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. When is that? It's when he's in his distress. He's when he's at his lowest point. It's Jesus Christ when his soul is being offered for sin. The Lord's laid on him the iniquity of us all. He's on the cross dying for our sins. Asaph is prophesying the sufferings of Christ. He's speaking by the Spirit of Christ. Notice the first person, I cry. A man would instinctively say, why is Asaph crying here? Well, he has to. Because David told him to prophesy. Amen. And he's speaking by the Spirit of Christ. Of the sufferings of Christ. The glory that should follow. But what did most hear? Those are beautiful symbols. I love the choir. 
They do such a great job. What is he saying? I remembered God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Selah. What did he do when his spirit was overwhelmed? Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. You're not convinced? Let's go to Psalm 55. Give ear to my prayer. This is the chief musician on Neganoth, Maskil, a psalm of David. The best I can understand, Neganoth is a particular instrument, and this is a particular time. This is how they would perform this psalm according to instruction. And those men would be in the temple day and night, 24 hours a day. Anytime you went to the temple, they were singing, they were playing, they were singing this psalms, they were prophesying of that one that was to come. That voice would filter into the ark of God in that most holy place, and they would hear these psalms of Jesus Christ being sung. It was pleasing to the Lord to hear them sing about his son. Why? Because by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, he was going to crucify that same son. He was going to put him on the cross. He was going to die the death of a sinner. He was going to be laid in a common borrowed tomb, but he was not going to stay in that tomb. There was glory that was going to follow, and it was the resurrection of Jesus Christ. These weren't just songs. Give ear to my prayer. This might have been 2 o'clock in the morning. On a Wednesday morning. About 15 people in there. Maybe three or four little old ladies. Maybe a couple indigents. They've come in around the temple to hear. And there's those singers and there's those instruments playing. And they say, boy, that's a pretty song. That's a beautiful song. And the Lord in heaven, listening from the mercy seat, says, that's my son. That's my beloved son. Sing it over again. That's my beloved son. And they'd sing this song, give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplication. Attend unto me and hear me. I mourn in my complaint. There's this complaint he mentioned over in Psalm 77. And make a noise. Because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked. For they cast iniquity upon me. In wrath they hate me. Again, we're reminded in Isaiah 53 and verse 6, the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. God's turned his back on his son. He's been made sin for us. In verse 4, he says, my heart is sore pained within me. And notice verse 4. And the terrors of death are fallen upon me. Why? Fearfulness and trembling have come upon me. And horror hath overwhelmed me. They say, well, that's kind of a dark song. That's kind of a gloomy song. I'll tell you where it lines up. It lines up with Psalm 16. Thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. The sorrows of death have compassed me. Can I say on this wise? All of hell compassed him about. All of death compassed him about. His soul is in hell. 
and horror hath overwhelmed him. I was reading this morning in Abraham, and I'll be honest with you. I woke up early for several reasons. So I probably got this about the only thing I got in my reading this morning. Those words in my King James Bible were like ocean waves going across the pages. It took me an hour and a half to read five chapters. And I'm a speed reader. But the Lord popped this off the page at me. When he came to see Abraham, the horror of darkness fell upon him. It was in that horror of darkness that God spoke to Abraham. It's in the horror of the darkness and the awfulness of hell that Jesus Christ, the righteous, cried. And his cry came into his holy temple, even before him in his temple, even into his ear. And he delivered him. He brought him out, brought him into that large place. You see, it's the death of Christ, but it's according to the scriptures. It's the resurrection of Christ, it's according to the scriptures. David, Asaph, the prophets of God, they spake by the Spirit of Christ concerning what? The sufferings of Christ, that's the horror the death, the terrors of hell, the awfulness of hell. But then thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. That's the glory that should follow. Mute thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. The glory that should follow. Do you hear that? Or do you just hear the song? Michael's sitting over here. He made the statement after he'd gotten saved. He said he heard Job 16 preached as Jesus Christ. Michael, if I quote you wrong, just act like I didn't, okay? He said, I didn't believe it. I just didn't see it. But he said, I knew you believed it. Brother Vernon believed it. My dad believed it. He said, so I made a choice. Is that what you said? Yeah. I chose to believe it. After he testified of saving faith in Christ, I said, Michael, do you believe that now? He said, oh yeah. Do you hear the music? Or do you hear the words? Do you see the antics? Or do you hear the message? Has God opened your ear to hear? There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord, as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 
870 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.